listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. This week on the show, I really want to talk about seasonal items and kind of answer that burning question that you might have. Should I make seasonal products for my teachers pay teachers store? Now, this might be something you're thinking about because you don't yet have any in your store. Maybe you have a few and you're wondering, should I make more seasonal things? Should I stop making as many seasonal things? I just feel like this might be a question you have and I thought it'd be fun to answer. Today I'm going to be sharing three pros and three cons to making seasonal items and I will let you decide at the end whether you think you want to be making them or not. But first up, I just want to clarify what I mean by seasonal products. So obviously on TPT, we have what is considered a traditional evergreen product, something that can be sold all year round. You know, you make a set of edition worksheets or writing prompts or something and they're like non-seasonal, they're just generic, they can be used any month of the year. And then the opposite to that is obviously seasonal stuff and that is specific to a certain season or holiday. So seasonal literally means things like spring, summer, autumn, fall, whatever you want to call it, or winter, but it can also refer to holidays. And just because I'm a very nice podcast host, I've taken a few minutes and I sat and wrote a list off the top of my head of all the holidays I can think of that people make products for on TPT. If you've got a pen and paper, feel free to write these down. I really hope this helps. I'm going to just breeze through them really quickly. And if I forget any, I'm sorry, this is just really rough. But January, New Year's, Martin Luther King, February, Valentine's, Chinese New Year, President's Day, maybe even Mardi Gras, Black History Month, Super Bowl, although that's trademark, so be careful with that, and Groundhog Day. For March and April, we've got St. Patrick's Easter Earth Day, and then May, Cinco de Mayo, Memorial Day, Teacher Appreciation, Mother's Day. For June and July, not much, really just kind of Father's Day, 4th of July. August, September, we start getting into the back to school. And then there's things like Patriot Day and Johnny Appleseed, those kind of things come out at that time of year too. Obviously, Halloween, October. And then November and December, we've got Thanksgiving, Veterans Day, and then obviously Christmas. So that's like a really rough look at some of those kind of holidays. And they can sometimes be like things like public holiday kind of things in the US, or they can be just like international kind of everybody celebrates Halloween or Christmas kind of things. And one I would definitely throw in for that December is like, I know that Kwanzaa is another popular one too, Diwali, things like that. But that's kind of pretty much a definition of what seasonal is. It's when you're making products on Teachers Pay Teachers that are really only going to sell at certain times of year, probably. And people love buying them in that month or in a certain sort of few months, basically. So I hope that's kind of clarified for that for you. And if you're a newer seller, you might be thinking about making some seasonal products for the first time. And I hope this gives you some ideas. But let's talk about the pros and cons. Pro number one, seasonal products can make you lots of money during that season or holiday. I know that sounds really obvious, but it's true. This ties in well to my next one because the next one I'm going to talk about is how people love seasonal stuff. But yeah, people do enjoy buying seasonal products. They can sell really well. So I went to my store and had a quick look at my dashboard. I thought it'd be good in the podcast from now onwards if I start sort of referring to my own business and how things work for me. I thought you might find that interesting. 
And I could see that I made $780 just from one product that was a seasonal product in March. So it's March at the moment as of recording this episode and March hasn't even finished, but I had a product that kind of went, I don't know, viral, but like did really well for that month compared to what it normally does. So that was really good. And I noticed that I had throughout March, like I said, it's only the about three weeks or so of March, but I have sold about nearly 40 different seasonal products throughout the month. And it ranged from things that are genuinely suitable for March, you know, St. Patrick's Day and spring themed things. But I also sold a few that were in advance and people bought a few kind of April Eastery kind of things. And then I got the crazy people that I like sold something that was for fall, like something really random, which you'll always get. So Keep that in mind for later in the episode when I'm talking about how seasonal products only sell at certain times of the year. Well, actually, there's always those random people that will buy a Christmas item in April. So who knows? So yeah, I sold quite a few different types of seasonal products. And overall, they brought me quite a few thousand views. I got quite a few hundred sales and I made double the amount compared to last year. So this March compared to last March, that's not my overall sales. I'm sure that improved too. But I was just looking at those seasonal products I'd grabbed. There was like 40 of them and I'd had the same products in my store both years, but I'd sold a lot more this year. So each year my sales grow from old seasonal products I didn't even make this year. And I thought I would share one more thing. I would say about a quarter of my sales, it was something like 24, 25% of my sales this month so far have come from seasonal products. So a quarter of my money, which is, you know, quite a lot of money. I thought I would share that with you. That's really interesting. Now, just to give you a little bit of background to make sense of all that, I do have a fair amount of seasonal products in my store. I wish I knew how many, I don't know, because I have over 450 and as much as I love the podcast, I didn't want to spend like an hour scrolling through my store trying to count how many seasonal products I have because they're all in different custom categories and all my stats. I'm sorry, I couldn't face counting them all, but there are quite a few. I had a phase in 2019 that was like my seasonal year. And I just went mad. I really did. I've got a lot of things for months, you know, monthly products. I've got like seasonal spring, summer kind of stuff. And then I've got probably a few things for most of those holidays I listed. Not every one of them, but most of them. I might have multiple products and different product types for each of those holidays. So I have quite a lot of seasonal stuff. I'm just going to guess it's a really large chunk of my store. I don't know. I'm really just guessing here. I don't know. Maybe a quarter of my store. I don't know. Maybe that's why it makes a quarter of my earnings. Who knows? But I thought I'd give you background there. So I had a seasonal phase in 2019 where I went bonkers making seasonal stuff. And then I think I kind of burnt out from it. And I really haven't made a lot since. I've had a few little one-off things, but I really have taken a break. And to be honest, that was kind of the best thing for me because I was starting to think that although, yes, I do make money from my seasonal stuff, I didn't want to continuously keep making it and saturate my store with it. And there's a few reasons why that I'll talk about later in the episode when it comes to the cons. Pro number one, it can make you a lot of money. Now, I would love to hear your story with seasonal stuff. So definitely be sure to post in the Facebook group this week after you've listened to this episode. Let me know how many seasonal products you have sold this month or how many views or sales, how much money you've made or the percentage of your sales from seasonal or overall in your store. Like just share the data with me. I'm super curious to hear what your story is for seasonal stuff, whether it's anything like mine or it's drastically different. I would love to know. Now let's move on to pro number two that I already kind of hinted at. Buyers love seasonal items. And it is true that teachers, especially if you're catering to the US, US buyers, they love themselves some seasonal stuff. Love making cute bulletin boards for every different month and doing all these fun things. So 
Your buyers will often like it. So if you're wanting to please your buyers, then that's something to think about. Pro number three, I just wanted to throw in, I think that they can be fun to make. I do think it's sometimes just fun to make something that's cute and spring themed or Easter themed or whatever. So personally, I used to find that seasonal stuff was just a bit more fun to make than the average product. So I hope that might convince you. Those are the three pros. I now want to dive into the cons. This is not to put you off making seasonal stuff. This just might be something to keep in mind when you're thinking about seasonal stuff as some of the downfalls. So con number one is the opposite to pro number one, because I was talking about how you can make lots of money during that seasonal holiday. Well, the opposite is true too. The con is that seasonal products don't often sell year round. So that product I talked about earlier where I made $700, whatever it was, that was like very specific to that month. I'm like, that's a really awesome amount of money. And that was a really exciting thing for me. I don't say that in a casual way, like I don't casually make $700 from every seasonal product. Oh my goodness, no. That was an exciting thing for me. That is not going to happen to that product for the rest of this year. It's probably not going to sell at all. So the pro being like, wow, that was a really nice boost for March. This product is not going to do anything for me next month, the month after that, the month after that. This actually ties in well to, I want to segue a little bit just into talking about season versus holiday. And that might be something for you to think about if you're thinking about, well, I want to make products that I can, that are a bit more evergreen or that sell a bit more. Something to think about is if you're deciding to make seasonal products for the first time, or you want to make more of them is I would gravitate towards seasons versus holidays. If you make a spring themed product, you can get that to sell for about two or three months, if not more that, you know, that kind of aligns with spring. So for example, you might make a spring product and it will sell in both March and April. It might sell a little bit in February and in May. Whereas if you make just a Valentine's Day product, like you are really limiting yourself to February. And within that, really, you're even limiting yourself to like the week before Valentine's. So if you're deciding what seasonal products to make and you're anxious about it not selling very much, maybe gravitate more towards seasons than holidays. That's my tip for you. So I do have a mixture of both and I do, yeah, I do love the ones that are seasonal more so than the holidays sometimes. But like I said, the holiday ones can be that little bit more profitable because you get this influx in the week before the holiday where people are desperate for that thing. And, you know, Christmas is coming up. They really want Christmas stuff. So you might sell quite a lot of Christmas versus winter that week. But winter might have a bit more of a slow burn, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so yeah, they don't sell year round. So this con was one of the reasons that I stepped back after 2019 and I stopped making quite as many seasonal products. I found that I would be making something, say it was for Halloween. And, you know, I put my heart and soul into making this product and to not have it sell for like 11 months of the year, it, it doesn't feel like a really profitable use of my time in terms of product creation and marketing for it to not really sell that much 99% of the time. And I think it's for bestsellers, if you're getting something that's going to make you lots of money, it kind of feels worth it. But let's be honest, not every product you make is going to be a bestseller. The majority are probably going to be pretty average or maybe even a flop. So if you do make a seasonal product, it's something that might never sell during that season, like during that holiday, it might just become a flop. So it doesn't sell at all then. And there's no chance for it to pick up the rest of the year. Whereas if you make an evergreen product and it doesn't sell straight away, well, there's hope in six months time, it might start gaining traction. So there's that risk first reward situation here. With seasonal products, they can be quite high risk, but also high reward. And if they do well, they do well. And that's really exciting. But 
there is that risk. If they do badly, you know, they're really not going to make you money during that calendar year. That's pretty sad. Okay, let's go on to con number two. This is more personal to me. I'm someone that loves updating my products a lot. I do a lot of product optimization. I've talked about that before on the podcast. I love updating the actual product as well as the listing. And so my con is that seasonal products add to your product update burden. So for me anyway, I've quite a few hundred products in my store. I'm always constantly trying to update them and make sure that they sell well. And what genuinely gives me anxiety is knowing that a seasonal holiday is coming up and thinking, oh, really, I need to update that product. Like New Year's comes up and I'm like, oh, I really haven't updated that New Year's product in ages. And it kind of makes me anxious. And then as it starts selling, if I haven't updated it, I'm thinking, oh, I really should have updated that New Year's product. Never got around to it. And now people are buying the old sort of ugly version. I'm not happy with it. That gives, that's just personal to me, I think. I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, but that can give me a little bit of anxiety. Whereas with Evergreen, I guess I just feel like I have all the time in the world. You know, it sells all year round. I mean, I can update it today, tomorrow, next week, next month, whenever. With seasonal, I sometimes feel like there's this time limit and I'm like, oh, you know, this seasonal holiday is coming up soon. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. I want to make sure that all of my November resources are all kind of up to date and up to scratch, up to my best quality. And that makes me a little bit stressed. It feels like it puts a time pressure on my updates more so than Evergreen does. That's just me. I don't know if anyone even cares about that. But yeah, it's something that you might want to have to look into and constantly kind of update. Now, this flows really well into con number three, because I'm talking about timing. And con number three is seasonal products require expert timing. So I just talked about how I have to really be mindful of my updates, what's coming up that I need to update, that kind of thing. Well, the same sort of thing happens with marketing and even product creation. There is so much timing and finesse involved when it comes to seasonal stuff. If you decide to make an evergreen product and you just want to make like a generic place value craft or something, it's like a math craft for your store and it can sell all year round. You can make it this week if you want to, but if life gets busy and you don't have time, you can make it next week. You can make it next month. You could even make it next year. There's no time crunch and pressure on you. But if you were making a place value craft that is spring themed and spring is just around the corner or it's a place value craft that is St. Patrick's Day themed and you're like, oh my goodness, St. Patrick's Day is next week. There's that instant pressure. You've got to get that done. It it does add that. So you've got, when I say expert timing, I say you've really got to be forward thinking and planning. You can't make things in the heat of the moment when you feel like it, when you have time, you have to really plan. You've got to think what holiday is coming up soon. I need to get my product planned and made and proofread and finished and uploaded well before that holiday comes around. I've got to get my marketing done in advance. It really is not something you can do at the last minute. If Halloween is coming up, obviously on the 31st of October, you can't go making your Halloween product on the 28th. It's just not going to happen. That is not good for business. That product probably needs to already be up during October. It needs time to gain traction. The beauty of it is that people do actually buy in advance. People buy at really crazy times of the year. So you don't want to miss out on those potential sales. You've got to have it up early. And then that's just the product creation. You want to have it up and ready for those early planning teachers. But the marketing is a whole nother thing. We all know that Pinterest pins do not take off overnight. You throw up a Halloween pin on October 20 something. Well, that has just been a waste of your time because that's not ever going to gain traction in a week. You know, a lot of pins take at least a month or so. 
maybe even six weeks. And a lot of the time with pinning, you really want to be pinning maybe even two to three months in advance. And if I'm being really honest, a lot of my viral pins take like six months to take off. So pinning Halloween stuff in October, probably not ideal. I mean, that's a lot of forward thinking. If you're thinking about making a Halloween product, you've got to have it on TPT before that. I mean, that's well in advance. I mean, there's so many intricacies here. So that's just Pinterest, but blogging would be the same. That requires a bit more advanced planning, writing the blog post, publishing it, pinning to it, getting it all ranking and doing well, well before the holiday. Those two things can make it quite stressful. Now, obviously, if you don't do blogging or pinning, you just do email marketing, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, that's fine. You can mark it on the week of the holiday. That's all good. But a lot of us do have more long form kind of content like that or SEO based kind of content. And that requires planning. So that's my third con is that there is just some intricacies there. I don't love the stress that it kind of adds to my plate when it comes to seasonal stuff. Now, I just want to summarize those things really quickly. The three pros for seasonal products were they can make you lots of money. Buyers love them and they are fun to make. But the cons can be that they don't sell year round. They can be a burden to update and they require expert timing. I'm curious to know what your feelings are after listening to all that. Do you feel inspired to make seasonal products, to make more of them, to make less of them? What is your plan? I'm definitely dying to know. Hop on to the Facebook group, The Terrific Teacherpreneur, and let's discuss seasonal products this week. I would love to. Or feel free to message me on Instagram at Terrific Selling Tactics. If that's more your jam, you prefer to privately DM, you're not into Facebook groups, that's okay. But I love having these conversations. So definitely start the conversation with me. Let's talk about seasonal products. So if you've listened this far in the episode, I assume you have some interest in what I have to say. So I thought I would kind of really wrap up just by briefly sharing my opinion on whether you should make seasonal products, just to kind of answer that question. So truthfully, like I said, I don't make that many seasonal products nowadays. I find that spending my precious time on evergreen products is a lot more profitable. So if I make a literacy product that can be used by a teacher every single day of the year, for me, that means it can sell potentially every day of the year. So as fun as it is to make something like a Valentine's Day product, it's not going to bring me much money anytime other than February. So my overall view and my overall advice is just like with anything in life, everything in moderation. You can certainly have, and you probably should have some seasonal products in your store, but definitely make sure that you are spending the majority of your time on evergreen products if you can. Now, I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode. I definitely think it was a fun topic. Like I said, let's open up that conversation on Instagram or in the Facebook group. I would love to hear your views on seasonal products, but I hope that you have an absolutely terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.